before BSO, I was Michelangelo, the artistic flow coming from STM, all the legendary shows, I knew I'd be a star, but did I know it wouldn't be from far, see that's the big lead, the radar online, I wasn't the undefeated, but I still was gonna shine, I took a few L's, took them shots like pop, but then I got my weight up, like Jason Witten, no high, it like Ryan Hart, skipping Bailey, Shannon Sharp, don't have like Stephen A to get my point across. Climb Jamel Hills, won carry championships. They were quick to pull the gun, hoping Rob would quit. But 15 years later, Rob's still the shit. Rob's still legit. Rob's still on everyone's time for powerless. Rob is courtside. Rob is ringside. Catch Rob outside at the 50 yard line. Don't act surprised. Rob is a winner. George Steinbrenner cooking up these headlines. What you want for dinner? The Black Sports Center, you know who I be. Triple O G E Ohio State University. That's who reps me. I love for a friend. I just murdered this track called at a dead spin. The headline king is back. We need more chokeholds in the NBA. I repeat, we need more chokeholds in the NBA. This is Headlines with uh, Robert Littell. And a lot of my media brethren are fed up with Draymond Green. Uh, I saw a report just a little while ago that Draymond may get suspended up to 10 games. For putting Rudy Gobert in the crippler crossface. I'm not going to say any more about that. If you know, you know. Personally, I think Rudy Gobert should be suspended for not fighting back. I think Carl Anthony Towns should be suspended for 25 games for standing right there and letting Draymond choke out Gobert. Anthony Edwards, MVP candidate this year. I saw you standing there too. Do you guys hate Rudy Gobert that much? Do you got something against France and the Frenchman? Because normally, if you see a teammate get choked out for 20, 25, 30 seconds, you do something. You're standing right there, cat. I know you probably had flashbacks when you when you tapped the Ben Simmons. I mean, tapping the Ben Simmons is, yeah, yeah. You definitely don't want that on your Wikipedia. You might have flashbacks. But Rudy Gobert's eyes were rolling in the back of his head. It was like John Jones had a hold of him. You can't, you can't let your teammate get Jody like a baby boy. Like I said, my media brethren are very fed up with Draymond Green. And don't get me wrong, me and uh, Draymond don't always agree on things. Draymond has the uncanny ability to have uh, a, a lack of any accountability for anything. I think the funniest thing that Draymond said recently was he was talking about how the Warriors' chemistry was all jacked up last year. And that's probably, you know, why they didn't repeat as champions. As if, you know, him punching Jordan Poole in the face didn't start that downward cycle. Didn't mention that at all. He's one of those people that 
will say something like this. He said, you know something, you know, cheating messed up my relationship. And, you know, cheating, you know, was wrong in our relationship. And, I, and then she's mad at me, but he'd be the one that cheated. That's why she's upset with you. You, you, you no accountability. So I don't know why she's upset. I just cheated. She's mad about our relationship. She has trust issues. Well, you, you know, you went Tristan Thompson on. That's Draymond in a nutshell. He, he's very clear on what the problems are, which is a good thing. He just don't understand that a lot of times he causes the problems. It's an interesting situation with Draymond because, you know, I don't believe they win four championships without Draymond, but it is possible that he's cost them two to three more. So it's kind of a, you know, it's a gift and a curse. You know, you don't win the championships without him, but it, he's the type of player that can actually lose you championships as well. With that being said, I don't see what the big deal is. Rudy Gobert didn't die. <laughs> he, he didn't have to go to the hospital. He got memed a little bit. Everybody got ejected. That should be it. Move on. What, what is the point of, a, of suspending Draymond Green? 10 games, 5 games, 20 games. There's no point to that. You know why? i tell you why there's no point to that. Because love him or hate him, you're more interested in the Warriors. You can't have a sport with no villains. It's like having a, a, a superhero movie without a villain. That's You want to know, if you go back in the history of time, to all superhero movies, good, bad, otherwise. The key is not the superhero. It's not Batman. It's not Spider-Man. It's not Iron Man. It's not Thor. It's not... The the key, the major key in any successful superhero movie is the villain. Oftentimes, you remember the villain more than you do the hero. If you talk about some of the greatest superhero movies of all time, the first thing you think about a lot of times is the villain. If you think about the Dark Knight trilogy, the first thing you think about is Heath Ledger Joker. Hell, you may even think about Bane before you get to to Batman. Same thing with the original Batman. The first one, you're thinking about Jack Nicholson's Joker. Spider-Man 1 and 2, the originals, you're thinking about the Green Goblin, William Defoe. You're thinking about Doc Ock. If you go to the Avengers, it started clicking when you got Loki, when you got Thanos. You know, even, even in the Black Panther. And maybe old boy was right. The villain is the key. Gotta have a hero. And you gotta have the hill, uh, villain. That's why all these years later, we're still talking about when you talk about Michael Jordan, you don't really talk about necessarily him beating the Lakers in his first championship or the Trailblazers or the Sonics or the Suns or the Jazz. What you talk about him and the bad boys, right? Gotta have hero, gotta have villain, hero, villain. That's how it works. It's better that way. You can't have all Steph Curry's. You have to have some Draymond Greens. So you don't want to stifle that. 
You want Draymond kicking people in the nuts. You want them putting people in chokeholds. It's good for business. It's good for business. My wife, diehard Nuggets fan. So we're watching the Nuggets and the Clippers, right? Rightfully so. The defending champs, uh, the Clippers, James Harden, which we'll get to in a minute. She's watching that. She gets a text. She hates every other team in the NBA. Don't care about them at all. She said, hey, you see what's happening in the Golden State Timberwolves game? We got to put it on the other TV now to see what's going on. Well, we had done that if he didn't if he didn't put him in a crippling cross face, if he didn't put him in a million-dollar dream, if he didn't go John Jones, of course not. Draymond's good for business. Put him back out on the court immediately. I hate it that they suspended him for the NBA Finals game after he, he, he kept punching people in the nuts. It, it, it taints it for everybody. Because now people always say, well, you know, if they had Draymond this. And, and you, know, you don't want that. Let it go. It's bad enough you call it technicals all the time. The refs are awful. Let a man choke somebody out. That's man to man. And if Rudy Gobert would have punched him straight up in his eye, that's cool. That's how you settle things. Don't want anybody to get hurt. You don't want nobody to, get, to die. But a good choke out, that's okay. That's all right. As long as it's not in the fans. I mean, in the stands. No fans involved. Not the rumble in the jungle or the malice at the palace. Even though I thought that punishment was a little harsh too myself. Somebody throw a drink at you, you should be able to knock them out. Like I know, like a lot of people get mad at Russell, like uh, Westbrook. He confronts fans from time to time. I like it. If a fan is saying something crazy, you should be able to say something back. You should be able to man up with them face to face. We're men. Not soft. We're men. Somebody says something, I should be able to say something back. If you say something out of line, I should be able to, you know, we should be able to go in the back and talk about it. We got to stop being so soft. It's a soft society. Ten games, that's ridiculous. By the time this video is, is, is done and up for a day, It'll probably, it'll already probably be announced. But whatever it is, I think it's too much. Maybe a game. If you just want to, you just got to suspend him. Maybe two. If you just got to suspend him. But 10, 15, the rest of the month, somebody said? That's ridiculous. Media people need to get off their high horses. Look, first off, I mean, we have to be honest. Uh, a lot of media people are soft. They grew up soft. That's why they're in the media. <laughs> they ain't playing any, any sports. That's all. So they're always like this. It's a lot of soft people. You can tell the people that aren't soft in the media because, like, what? It was funny. He choked them out. The guy's teammate. The 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 punit, the 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 justice should have been laid out by Carl Anthony Town. Carl Anthony Town should have clotheslined Draymond. <laughs> should have hit him with a a macho man elbow. He chose not to. That, to me, it's all fair game. It's all fair game. Nobody should get suspended, but we're so, we're a soft uh, society. Let's stand with basketball. Uh, James Harden uh, did a, did an interview after I think they lost their fifth or sixth game since uh, in a row. 
uh, since he's been traded. And he said, it's going to be scary once they figure it out. Now, the thing about that is James always says that every time he's traded or when he brings in uh, a guy uh, or after he gets rid of one guy and brings it, he says that all the time. They normally take a picture together. And then I remember when he got traded to Houston and he brought in Dwight Howard, they took a picture. It's going to be scary hours. And then he got rid of Dwight Howard. They got Chris Paul in. It's going to be scary hours. Got rid of Chris Paul, brought in Westbrook. It's going to be scary hours. Got himself traded to the Nets. And frankly, KD, uh, uh, Kyrie and him should have been scary hours, but it was going to be scary hours. No, didn't happen. Next, you know, he gets traded to the Sixers. They got MVP, Joel Embiid. It's going to be scary hours. Nope, nobody's scared. Now, all of a sudden, he's on the Clippers. He has Kawhi. He has Paul Jordan. It's going to be scary. Nobody's ever scared, man. Nobody's frightened. It's like a bad horror movie. It's not. I'm not jumping. The jump scares are not working. And it's been 10 years, man. <laughs> and nobody's nobody's scared. You haven't even made it to the NBA Finals. What are people scared about? And that nothing front. It's it's. Did they talk to Kawhi and Paul George about this before it happened? Like I get it. Everybody wants a big three. That was a big thing. Started with LeBron, D Wade, Chris Bosh, and ever since then, everybody wanted a big three. But what people don't understand is when you have a big three, right? That's the reason it's one, two, three. It's not one, one, one. You understand what I'm saying? It's one, two, three, not one, one, one. It's a reason for that, right? Because everybody can't be number one. Everybody can't be Puffy. Somebody got to be Mace. And then somebody got to be Black Rob. Yeah, rest in peace, Black Rob. Somebody, you know, it's a pecking order. So when you looked at the, the Heat, LeBron was a clear number one. Then you had Wade. Then you had Chris Bosh, who was the one that sacrificed the most. When LeBron went to Cleveland, right? It was he was clear number one. Then you had Kyrie. Then you had Kevin Love, who took, who who made the sacrifice. Somebody has to make the sacrifice to be the third guy. Okay, you know I don't really count LeBron's like bubble year. That's a little weird and stuff. But if you look at it, even with the Warriors, you got a clear. Even when Kevin Durant was there, right? You could say Kevin or Steph was number one. Whatever. Somebody's number two. But then you had people like Draymond, Clay. Uh, Iguodala, all those people took a little bit of a step back, do their role so they can win championships. That's how it goes. You can't have one, one, one. It has to be one, two, three. But now with the Clippers, they got two, one, one, one. Aaron Gordon was like, what is it like, you know, guarding Kawhi? So it's easier now because, because they have Harden, they got Westbrook, they got Paul George. He doesn't have the ball in his hand as much. Makes my life easy. I can actually take some plays off. You can't have one, 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 one. One more. You got to have somebody to make a sacrifice. And when Harden comes in and says, you know, I'm I'm, a, I'm the system, that tells you he's not really to make the sacrifice. And I watched him. I think it was the first time I actually watched him play. And you can see a couple of things. You can see how offensively they can be very good, right? You can also see defensively how they cannot be very good. And then lastly, I think the main problem is in any game that's close and it's the last five minutes, they get stuck in this, we have four guys who's going to dribble for 20 seconds and take an off-balance shot. That's not how basketball 
it's supposed to work. If you look at the Nuggets last five minutes of that game, and you look at the Clippers last five minutes of that game, you'll realize why the Nuggets were the champions and why the Clippers are in trouble. It, it, don't get me wrong, Jokic took over, but he also had a couple of assists. He had people cutting to the basket that was moving. They were looking for mismatches. You know, like the whole thing, they were smart about how they played in the last five minutes. And it wasn't just Jokic. It was Jokic. It was Reggie Jackson. It was Christian um, Brown. It was it was Aaron Gordon. It was, you know, all of these people were contributing in the last five minutes because that's what happens when you have an offense that flows through an unselfish player at the end of the game. It's why more often than not, they're going to win close games where the Clippers lose them. You can't be one, 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 and one. Somebody has to make the sacrifice. It looked like Kawhi was trying to make the sacrifice, but he probably is the best player. The best player should make the sacrifice. At this point in their careers, you know, Kawhi and Paul George is probably Kawhi first, Paul George, and you can debate on if it's Russ or 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 James, but they're both at the back end of their career. But they, I think Russ kind of understands that. I think James still thinks he's James Harden from Houston. And if he's not getting a foul, he's not his three-pointer is not what it used to be. He doesn't get to the line the way he used to be. He can't drive the way he used to. And you can see flashes of it, but it's not consistent. So they have a conundrum. I don't know. I don't, and I heard someone would just trade Russell Westbrook. I don't think Russ is the problem. <laughs> I don't. I think he's learning or has learned that there, he can contribute in a lot of different other ways. I don't know if Harden is that, but they traded all these people for Harden. So uh, what are you going to do? Staying with basketball, uh, a lot of people were asking me this question. Um, D-Wade was on his uh, social media, and he pointed out that his uh, son, Xavier, who's 10 years old now, finally got to meet LeBron James, his favorite player. People thought that was odd. LeBron and D-Wade are very close. Their families interact a lot. Well, Xavier is the quote-unquote break baby, uh, the baby that uh, Wade had with another woman while he and, and Gabrielle Union were, you know, having a little rocky uh, situation in their relationship. Uh, if you recall, Wade said he was trying to get uh, Gabby to break up with him, but she just never left. And then eventually they got married, um, you know, depending on who you believe, Wade is, you know, was doing what he had to do financially, uh, for the kid, but, you know, maybe not necessarily, I mean, how can you? I mean, he was married. He had a sur- he had a kid with Gabby through a surrogate. He has his other two boys and his nephew. Didn't really leave a lot of time for young Xavier, but uh, he took him out to the game, took him out to the Lakers game. Obviously, he has him out in LA. Uh, he met LeBron, took a bunch of pictures. He put him on social media, uh, which makes a lot of people wonder either A, as Gabby softened uh, her stance on Wade being out publicly with the boy or or it's him and Gabby having some issues to the point where it's like, well, shoot, I got a whole other son that's 10 years old. I'm retired. Maybe I should spend some actual time with my son. Um, since it looks like, you know, that may, you know, that that may be the last boy uh that that he has. Um, I don't know. I mean there was some rumblings that maybe there were some issues in their relationship, but then they hung out on Halloween, but you never know. Uh, with social media normally it just comes out the blue 
It'll be a statement on Instagram. TMZ will find out. Somebody will file for divorce. TMZ got people at, at the courthouse. Uh, they'll find out and everything. Uh, strange family. But yeah, I'm, but I, but with that being said, I'm glad that, you know, the boy's 10. I'm glad that he's spending time with his boy because, you know, every kid needs their dad. Now, don't get me wrong. All situations are different. All situations are, you know, not ideal. But, you know, if you're a, a, a multimillionaire, you should be able to, to make the time out. Uh, speaking of strange families, uh, some guy came out and, and said Will Smith and, and Dwayne Martin were getting it in on the the, the, the couch and uh, the table and and then uh, uh, his wife. Will Smith's uh, wife. I, can't, I don't know why I can't think of her uh, her name right off the bat. That's crazy. I don't know. If, this is what happens when you get old. You just you just you just forget Jada. Uh, Jada. <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith said they're going to sue uh, the individual for saying that Will uh, was getting in with with Dwayne Martin. I think you would know if it's. Well, I shouldn't say you should know if it's true or not if they don't sue. Uh, but normally. Uh, when you sue for defamation or something like that, it has to be something that messes up your reputation. I guess one could say that someone putting out their sexual orientation uh, could be damaging to their reputation, and therefore you can have a lawsuit about that. We'll see if they actually file it. The will has denied it. I mean, what else are they going to do, regardless if it's true or not? The really sad thing about this is Will Smith. Uh, especially if you're about my age in my 40s, you know, Will has been around for a very long time. I mean, parents just don't understand Will, you know, brand new funk, Will Summertime, Will uh, Miami, you know, Will uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Independence Day, Will, you know, Men in Black. He's been around for a long time. And for a long time, we knew absolutely nothing about his personal life, which was which was fine. I think that's the way it should be. <laughs> and I just hope that all of this stuff that's kind of happening to him when he's down in his fifties doesn't overtake what people thought about him, you know, beforehand, because some of it is out of his control. Uh, some of it is just the way that social media is now, but while, you know, nobody's perfect, but he really seems like, and I've met him a couple of times. He seems like a very nice guy fun guy wants to make people laugh obviously he had demons everybody has demons everybody has issues nobody's perfect like i said but you know i, I you know it, some of this stuff just keeps coming up and like this just want a, want a nice will smith movie you know there's a time where you can count on will smith to just make a movie and be like that's just a cool movie like hitch or something like that and that's a blockbuster it's a, a good movie i am legend you know just a movie that just is like, cool, Will Smith's in the movie. I can watch this movie. Everything is good. And now it's all about you know, him getting bent over tables and entanglements and stuff like that. It makes me sad. It makes me sad. Um, before I get out of here, Deshaun Watson, uh, done for the year with a shoulder uh, injury. Uh, a couple of things about that. The first thing is, it's reading the reports, the shoulder was jacked up in the first quarter of the game against the Ravens. And he continued to play. He played actually well 
in the in the second half and led them on the, the comeback to win that game. But it just tells you again that you know they don't have to quite have the right medical personnel maybe on the, the, the sidelines or maybe they don't have anybody to tell them like, hey, you need to sit down because according to reports, the reason that he had to have surgery was the doctors and he, he had several doctors tell him this, that if he got hit the wrong way, uh, basically his shoulder would explode. It would have been a whole lot uh, worse career, you know, threatening uh, in that situation. He played three more quarters with it. And he got hit, you know, several times. So he's kind of lucky in that regard. I also want to talk about the guaranteed contract uh, when it comes to uh, Deshaun. Uh, you know, I'm pro guaranteed uh, contracts in the NFL because the NFL is the most violent uh, sport uh, in North America outside of, I would say, I would say team sport um, in North America. Obviously, you got boxing and, and, and UFC and things of that age. But as far as a team sport, uh, you know, football takes literally takes years uh, off your life. Um, and, it, and if you are able to live a long life, your body uh, won't be kind to you. You know, I, every once in a while I see Earl Campbell walking around. He only played like eight years and, you know, he can barely walk, you know, because his needs. You hear about, you know, see Terry Bradshaw and these other guys out there. They, they, they don't look uh, good, you know, even if they played, you know, just a amount of years. I think it's a little better now because, you know, the, the there's better ways to keep your body up and, and modern, me- modern medicine and things of that nature. But they should have, this is the reason why, they should have guaranteed contracts. And it's funny because I see the media talking about this. This is why the contract is awful. And don't get me wrong, for the Browns, you're not getting your money's worth. And you gave this guy a guaranteed contract. And, you know, he's been hurt, been suspended. Uh, he hasn't been reliable. He's been kind of up and down with his play. So I get that part. But no person really should be against football players getting guaranteed contracts because it's not like he just went out there and just stopped playing. I mean, his leg is all messed up, his shoulders are jacked up and everything. All NFL players should have guaranteed uh, contracts just because the risk that they take. I mean, you look at someone like, you know, Nick Chubb, you know, someone that just goes out there, does his job, does it very well, doesn't get paid like a, a, a star wide receiver or a star D lineman or star quarterback even though he was clearly the, the best player on the team and you know now he has two knee surgeries uh hopefully he'll be back 100 percent. but if he's not you know the the nfl stands for not for long they forget about you you know or they see that hey you know we got a young guy here that's on a rookie contract that can replace you he may never get you know he, he got a decent contract before but he never may get another contract uh again you see someone like Derek henry who took at his peak, took less money, right? And then, then he should. He got paid. He was getting paid less than Zeke, getting paid less than Christian McCaffrey. But the only time that the the the, the Titans have won a playoff game um, in the Mike Vrabel era, go look it up. Um, it was only when Derrick Henry ran for two hundred yards or more. Look it up. It's true. It's true. So to me, that's the franchise. But you know. Tannehill has has made hundreds of millions of dollars and to be mid for his entire career. Now Derrick Henry is going on 30, uh, slowing down a bit. He's going to be a free agent. He may not be able to get the deal, uh, a good uh, a deal that he wants, not a long-term deal, not a big money deal, deal, not a lot of high guarantees, and they ran him into the ground. 
Uh, I say all this is that the players need to be better when it comes to the CBA. Every day the NFL is announcing another billion-dollar deal. Another billion-dollar deal, billion-dollar this, billion-dollar that. And with the way streaming and the way the networks are moving now, it's going to be a matter of time. There's more money, more money, more money. But their contracts are not guaranteed. So the fact that when Watson got the guaranteed contract, the owners got together and was like, hey, don't do that. Don't let them know that you can do that. Don't do that. And so now, you know, people like Lamar and everything and, and Josh Allen and even even Pat, if there was anybody that should be able to walk in and be like, I want all my money. I don't care if it's 500 million, 250 million, a billion, whatever. I want it should be Patrick Mahomes. But he's also a weird wonky deal that's that's team friendly and everything. Don't get me wrong, he's not gonna be he's not gonna be suffering to, to, to get a happy meal or anything for his kids to upgrade it so they get the fries. But still, it's just something that uh yeah, it's just something that they should NFL players should take uh more seriously. Uh follow me on X, Twitter, whatever. Uh, the YouTube channel is BSO TV. I appreciate it if you subscribe on there. We're trying to get subscribers up on there. Uh, these are all on your podcasting, your Apple Podcast, your Spotify, um, your Megadome, what is it, Megaphone, anything you can you can you can check these out if you prefer to listen and, and watch the videos uh, as well. They're on Facebook, BlackSportsOnline.com. Uh, the shorts and everything are on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I appreciate you. I'm out.